Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Let's get it. Happy Friday. The weekend is just around the corner. A long weekend ahead of us with Memorial Day on the way. Thank you to all who have served, and we appreciate uh, you know the ones that went before laying the, the great foundations uh, for the freedoms that we have. So thank you uh, to all our service members out there. And we, of course, remember this weekend all those who did pay that ultimate price so we can be here talking about sports for the next couple hours here on the block. I'm Austin Norman, joined as always by Eric Strickland. What's up, my man? What's going on, Austin? It is Friday. Um, yeah, everybody is um, looking forward, I'm sure, to a wonderful, long and, you know, blessed, protected and hopefully safe weekend. Uh, be safe out there. Um, hopefully you got a chance to go spend time with family if you're not going or if you're staying. We know that uh, travel is not always easy, whether you're hitting the road, you know, be safe out there. Absolutely. Uh, one place we recommend you hit the road to, Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul, right here in Lincoln, 27th and Pine Lake. Again, thanks to Charles for stopping by Cedars when we were there on Wednesday, delivering the goods for all the, the people that are there, the you know the young people, the workers alike, and of course the ticket crew. We had to make sure we got us some as well, so definitely appreciate uh, Charles and Mary Ellen's uh, for everything that they do for us. Uh, any thoughts on anything we're talking about today? 402-464-5685. Call in, text in, let us know what's up. Uh, Strick, let's start with this real quick. Husker baseball falls 2-1 to one to Maryland. Uh, the Terps, of course, the one seed in the tournament. Huskers had them on the ropes. Opportunities all over the place, but they only get one run in the second inning, and Maryland walks it off in the 10th. Yeah, uh, pretty disappointing. I, I, I think as you watched, you know, like Bryce and, and, and Anderson and, and some of those guys that were uh, getting opportunities and, and getting up to bat. Now, listen, I understand when you're dealing with um, the style of, of pitching that uh, was thrown at them with Dean. Um, I get it. The thing about him, he's he, he doesn't have any a lot of pop. He's throwing eighty eight miles an hour, eighty eight you know upper eighties, but he's got a changeup that drops down into the seventy eight to eighty range, and it's a good arm speed changeup. They just couldn't they couldn't they couldn't find the range. So what happens? I, I think it's smart what Maryland did throwing him. The reason being is it keeps you off balance. You're an offensive team with coming into this game. Understanding the significance of what it needs you need to do to win in order to get hopefully that break, mm-hmm. but what happens is you get you get the kind of pitcher that Dean was throwing at you, and you're aggressive, you're anxious, you're antsy, you're up to bat, you want to make something happen, and and there's nothing worse than having to face that kind of pitcher when you're an aggressive style team because mm-hmm. you have to be patient, you have to sit. You have to let the ball travel further. You have to kind of watch and make sure. But if you're out ahead and aggressive and, and it doesn't have that kind of pop to it, you end up not not able to hit the ball on, on the screws and you end up popping up a lot. So you saw a lot of high balls. But, uh, you know, only a couple by Bryce that was able to get to the warning track, but just not enough pop on it. Um, and that's the problem. So, so then you come in uh, with um, – um, What's his name afterwards? Um, he came in shortly after, but he didn't have much time. 
Um, Belgrade, Bel- Belgrade, I think. Uh, yeah, but Belgrave. Yep. Belgrave came in and he's throwing ninety-five. So now you've been used to seeing eighty-eight. So I can understand how this happened, but at the same time, you could have knocked Dean out way earlier it, just by being patient, sitting, mm-hmm. waiting, knowing he wants to throw the change. So if you get the fastball, it's okay to take it the other way. Just wait a little bit longer. Pow! Slap it out the other way. Mm-hmm. Now you've got runners and you got guys and you're able to take advantage of it and you can't continue to do that especially if you get the type of runners like Bryce on base where who are stolen base type of guys mm-hmm. you 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 got to you got to throw more pop to it you can't throw that change like you you want to otherwise stolen bases and then you end up getting mm-hmm. rallies Matthews fly ball is probably out at Haymarket um, but that's the thing when you're facing a pitcher like that and you have to sit back in a big park like that there's more grass there's yeah. more room so you can string singles together get yeah. one in the gap a little yeah. bit and run for days. And the issue with Nebraska's, you know, singles and even some of the walks they drew, because they had plenty of guys on base. You know, that that wasn't really the issue. They end up uh, with only four hits, but they do walk four other times, leave 11 guys on base with it by pitches as well. The issue was Nebraska's rally started with one or two outs. They'd ground into a fielder's choice, or they'd get two on with two outs and not have, you know, that one guy be able to come through with a single to push a run across. So, the, the clustering together wasn't that great. And, and the last thing on this game, your heart breaks for Shea Shanman. He was so good for two and two-thirds innings, has a two and two count, makes one bad pitch, and that's the game. That's the game. Yeah, it's unfortunate. You feel bad. Um, they had a great opportunity ahead of them. They obviously just wasn't able to uh, complete the deal. And uh, I just I – just, just being honest, I just don't think they have enough pitching to – um, get through now. Their offense can o- overcompensate for that, possibly. Mm-hmm. But they really, I, I really would have. That's the one I think they needed to get in order to have that break, in order to really allow guys mm-hmm. to get back and uh, have full strength. And then you've got the advantage of the two wins that that needed to come out of that as well. Because now you have to beat Michigan State tonight, yeah. Maryland twice tomorrow, and then whoever comes out of the top of the bracket on Sunday. You still got four games to win if you want to. If you want to, we you know win the conference and get that auto berth. You barely had enough pitching for you know right. two games and right. change, let alone you know two times that in a what thirty hour span, right. give or take. Starting tonight, not a great place for Husker baseball to be in. But again, they take on Michigan State tonight, elimination uh, game in the Big Ten tournament, and for these team seasons, they don't win, they're not in. They go uh, home. They yep. do. Uh, Chase B, John, and Cortland, thanks for chiming in. Uh, we'll get to your stuff here in just a little bit. But, Strick, I want to switch gears from college baseball to the NFL. A little bit of a surprise move made uh, just about an hour or so ago as the Arizona Cardinals release DeAndre Hopkins. That's anywhere from you're seeing 22 or you're seeing 30, Nick's seeing 21, 22. Regardless, that's a hefty chunk of the salary cap. Let's, you know, a tenth or an eighth of the salary cap somewhere in that range. Yeah. What do you make of DeAndre Hopkins' time in Arizona and the decision to just straight up release him right now? Well, I mean, you're looking at, let's just say, almost $30 million, mm-hmm. under 30 That's going to count against your cap. You're a 4-13 team. Uh, doesn't look like there's much promise there. No. You need to cut bait and 
you know, use some of that salary to acquire pieces, to fill some gaps, um, mm-hmm. uh, do some other things. It just – if you're a 4-13 and team, it's just tough. Now, then he, he struggled some with some injuries. So you have a little bit of that going on, right? So you've got to you've got to figure that he's solid though, you know he's he's a solid I would say, uh one a one b, or uh or wide receiver two, okay for somebody like he still has that ability. Now what would what would scare me is, and the question I would ask is is he Julio Jones, like just that good that dominant and then just kind of towards the tail end just really doesn't have the same type of gas now. His career has been phenomenal. 853 um, passes caught for uh, 11,298 yards, 71 touchdowns. He's a five-time pro bowler as well as a three-time all-pro. So you're, you're getting value. Now, where where would that fit? That's that's the question. Like, what is going to be the best fit? Where is the best place for DeAndre Hopkins to find himself a home? Some people would think, oh, go ahead. We know where he wants to go. Yeah. He said he mentioned, you know, a handful of quarterbacks that he, you know, would enjoy playing with. And it's the usual suspects. He mentions Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, also throws out uh, Justin Herbert in that conversation as well. So he wants to go to a contender, which makes sense for a guy that, you know, doesn't have a ring on his resume yeah. and that isn't as physically dominant as he used to be. To be able to go with a quarterback that can get him the ball for who he is right now is where he wants to go. Um, I saw a list. Uh, Mina Kimes put this out. This is These are the teams that she thinks should go after him. Detroit, New England, Carolina, Dallas, Atlanta, and Indianapolis. Um, I would say there would be a couple in there that I would, I would think would be a solid fit. You could uh, – I, 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 here's, here's the ones that are on the bottom end of the spectrum for me. San Francisco. Right, I think it would be a tremendous fit with what they've got: McCaffrey, Debo, um, Kittle, Ayuk. You know, I think throwing him in a situation where he doesn't have to be wide receiver one mm-hmm. is 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 phenomenal. The mm-hmm. issue with that is, are you confident in your guy? Are you confident in your guy, and what do you have to pay? Because you if he's willing to get paid like a two and be a two, that's fine. But if he's going to be a two and get paid like a one. There's some disconnect. There's some issues. So there's there's where I think that falls on the, on the wayside. New England, I think, could be a solid solid place for him as well. But here's the problem: Bill O'Brien's there. Bill O'Brien mm. was where where he thrived, but then they had some issues and some problems with the Houston right. Texans. Good call. So Bill O'Brien being there, they had they had those issues, those problems, and they were going back and forth. Um, some people there like you know, in the camp believe that they can work those issues out. Do you want to take that chance? That's the thing, I think. So I I would say New England kind of goes by the wayside for me. Now, um, another team that is kind of towards that lower spectrum, uh, another two, but a tear up for me, Mm -hmm. it's the Baltimore Ravens. Like, um, they've already signed Odell Beckham to $15 So you've got that. You've got your number one. That 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 could be a you, you know, think OBJ is still a number one. I I well for them I think so because okay. really, um you know all they got they just signed Zay Flowers who's their first round draft pick, but what else is there? Right. Mm-hmm. So for them he probably that unless the young fella steps up and becomes you know that emerging star mm-hmm. that they're hoping that he is. Uh, so there's really not much there. So that's why you could balance them two out to even it out. Uh, but is 
is Lamar Jackson who you hope him to be as a quarterback? Is he the guy that's going to be able to throw the way that most of those guys are going to want the ball thrown and the deep balls, or is it going to be the run game? We still, we still yet to know what they're going to do with the new Lamar Jackson. So that kind of throws me off. Dallas Cowboys is another tier up, but that's one of the ones she says. Um, mm-hmm. I think that could work. It's a three-headed monster when you're looking at that. The trade for Cooks. Right. You, you already have C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb already went for 107 for 1,359 yards. So you've already got mm-hmm. C.D. Lamb as your number one. Mm-hmm. You throw DeAndre Hopkins in there, that that can give you a little something, right? Okay, you're, you're okay with that. But at the same time, what's going to be the pay? Because you still got to think about, like, Micah Parsons, and you've got guys right. still coming down the pipeline, right? Mm-hmm. You got to figure out, you know, you did. You were able to, you know, get rid of some of that with Zeke, but you still got some decisions to make. And is DeAndre Hopkins one of those ones, and what's he going to require? So that kind of leads me at a, another tier. Now, the two, the top two, I'm looking at second Buffalo. I think that would be a great combination because I really do think that Diggs needs a, a second. Like someone that's a good second yep. to balance that that uh, offensive uh, power out, mm-hmm. right? 108 for 1400, great season for Diggs. I think another one, you know, because next online is Gabe Davis, 836 yards, seven touchdowns, solid. But I, I, you would love him to be a great three as opposed to your two, right? Yep. So I think that's solid. But then the last one, the one that I think is probably the best place is Kansas City. Okay, talk to me. Um, you already got to figure that Kelsey is still going to be the guy. He's going to be the most comfortable guy that Mahomes is 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 comfortable with in, in in getting the ball to. He's still solid there. Your your last year's number one was uh, Juju Smith Schuster, who gave you only nine hundred. Not only that's still solid, almost a thousand yards, nine hundred thirty three yards on seventy eight. Um, you would like his catch total to probably be more towards a ninety range. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't that Kelsey kind of took up a lot of that space. But Kelsey, I'm sure would love another person to balance that out, somebody that can uh, do some things in, in, in different quarters of the mm-hmm. of the route tree. Mm-hmm. So I look at it that that would probably be the best place for him to go with the loss of Tyreek Hill, the loss of Schuster, and mm-hmm. to add him into that, that mix. And he doesn't have to be the elite physical talent because no. he has the elite talent at quarterback, yeah. right? If he can just be the big-bodied, you know, stretch the field a little bit, but even just a, you know, secondary third down option because we know Mahomes and Kelsey – that relationship is solid. We yeah. know Kelsey's going to be the number one option, but year after year, the Chiefs, Chiefs keep getting away with something that very few teams in NFL history have had with a tight end as option one. You need a guy outside. They don't have one on the roster right now. Guys, mm-hmm. they're working to develop, but ever since, you know, I'd say ever since Tyreek Hill left, but... Well, they even, did. They get to, They got to Kadarius Tony, but he's still young. Yeah, you like it, him as a two or a top three. guy. Yeah, you yeah. would love him at that position mm-hmm. as opposed to one. Absolutely. Kind of like uh, Gabe Davis. Maybe used yeah. a little differently, but similar yeah. type of role. So then the question becomes, if you're DeAndre Hopkins, do you want to maximize your money this year with a you know pretty big one-year deal, recoup your value, see if you can get another multi-year deal next year? Or do you tell your agent, go where I get multiple years now, stick with the team for a few years right off into the sunset like that? That's tough. Um, you, you, you've, got, you've got to just see what his desires are. His desires, it sounds like he wants to go to a contender to me. Mm-hmm. So it seems like... Um, he wants to, you know, make a run in a championship. So, you know, do you take the one um, or is somebody willing to give you a few? 
uh, it's going to be interesting to see kind of where that goes. I, I, you know, I would envision someone would want to feel him out to see if injuries and, right. you know, so forth hold up because he's, he started to have a few of those uh, as we got later into his career. So mm-hmm. um, I, I would reward him if he like, you know what I'm saying? Like I would do a one and if he just had a phenomenal year for me, even if I took the loss, the lump, I would reward him if, mm-hmm. if we're able to see some ROI on that, that year mm-hmm. that he served. One with an option, maybe? Yeah. Potentially? Yeah. I think there are creative ways yeah. to do it. There's creative ways. Um, you probably want to bonus him a little bit more. Right. Um, you know, on the upfront to, to minimize any salary um, issues that would allow you to go and do other things. So mm-hmm. I, I would say one maybe with an option, with a bonus, with a, with a solid bonus that uh, – you know, would allow you to have some cap still to go and do other things as well. Uh, someone on the text line says uh, Hopkins said he wanted to play with Jalen Hurts last week. You do not go get him if you're the Eagles. You no. do not take targets away from A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Yeah, I, I would don't. agree. I, I, I would agree with that. Leave that alone because, you know, you, you, you have a good combo there um, with what they've got going as well at the tight end position. Right. They're they're solid. Um. The other thing to keep in mind then is his competition then for, you know, uh, other free agent wide receivers right now. Strick, there's not a lot out there. I think DeAndre Hopkins immediately becomes the best available He's in a great place. receiver mm-hmm. because after him you have Jarvis Landry. Mm-hmm. Eh, fine, old, two old, or three. Yeah. Uh, More you, three to me. I'm with you on that. You have Kenny Galladay. Eh. Yeah. Uh, Julio Jones. Nah, Julio's at 34. Past. Yeah, yeah he's, time's he's gone. His time. Demarcus Robinson, no. Byron mm-hmm. Pringle, no. Mm-hmm. Nikhil Harry, no. Mm-hmm. Quintez Cephas, Never. no. That's really where you're at with the wide receiver market. Yeah. T.Y. Hilton, old, kind of older. I, I, I love T.Y. Still, I love. I know you do. Ugh. I know you do. <laughs> he's my guy. T.Y. T.Y. can stretch you out a little bit. He can get deep. He did that for your Cowboys. Yeah, he, he T.Y. Big TD. T.Y. can get, you know, he can he can uh, run run great routes, pause, but he can run great routes and, <laughs> and, and you know, yeah. run him out. Uh, last thing then before we hit our first break, uh, Thomas and Lincoln, uh, Zeke has not signed yet. I, I'm not overly surprised because I think Zeke still wants to be paid like a starting running back, but there are just so many miles on those tires already, Strick, with how Dallas used him. Zeke might not, you yeah. know, get more than a one or two year deal. Yeah, and and they they say he's working out hard and and everything, but uh, I would see teams like, for example, like after the experience with like Fournette, I could see like Tampa Bay uh, passing Mm -hmm. on that. You know, they we 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 seen that what that looks like. So he could probably be an injury guy that kind of comes in if some you know you have a a breakdown in your running back rooms and he comes in and in the season after three four games if he's still in shape. Give you that, but I just yeah, uh, guys are gonna kind of hold off on him. He just wasn't. He doesn't have the pop. He doesn't hit the holes like that's where the problem was. I think Pollard, Pollard, you know the holes would they only have a few seconds to pop, and then he just wasn't able to hit him like he was before. Uh, how he got into the holes and was able to get in the gaps and you know either hit it and get four or five yards and be out the way, but he's not able to do that no more. He is not. Um. Let's switch gears next segment. Talk a little NBA. We did a little bit of Heat Celtics with the guys on the crossover. What about Denver? Sitting around at home, who's their X factor in the finals? Uh, just, is there anyone that they remind you of? What does it mean to the city of Denver uh, that their basketball team has finally broken through into the finals? We'll talk about that as we continue our one of On the Block next. 